Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of bloody good horror my name is eric and i'll be your host for this evening where we will be reviewing in the earth uh that is apparently where they buried the plot of this movie john because i i don't know what happened but we're gonna talk about that up here shortly joining me first up from richmond virginia please welcome caitlin when Joe asked me to be on this episode, he called it In the Ground. So yeah. it took a while to figure out what we were doing. That's where I, I wanted I've to be. I've called afterwards. it that many times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. From Chi Town, Chicago, Illinois, please welcome Joe. In the Ground would have been a better name, let's be honest. Yeah. It would have made right. just well, as much sense. Yeah. And last up tonight, from uh, Maryland? Maryland, not mm-hmm. not yet. Mm-hmm. New York City, John. Can we get a New York City update? How far? What's the countdown? Uh, well, we're like twelve weeks away, probably. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll sure. check in next week. Welcome, please, John, to the show. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> hey, eleven next weeks. week pre-update. Eleven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Things change quickly, John, on the ground. I don't. I want to get an update yeah. in the moment. All right. So well, the the lease starts July first. Like I could just go up there by myself and start like living in an empty apartment. Your wife's which... like, John, where are you right now? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Strip to the waist, eating a block of cheese. No big deal. <laughs> it's hitchhike up there. Yeah, love it. Be well, good. we are here. We are here tonight, like I said, to talk about in the earth. But before we do that, Joe, um, mental health awareness week month, uh, month now over. So we, mm-hmm. I guess, are returning to a regularly scheduled programming here, Joe. So please tell us what we are drinking tonight. Beer guts. It's worth mentioning that we we got a lot of nice messages. I think some of us individually as well. Just people like, I know I had a couple of people reach out to me thanking us for just the you know talking about these things, making them visible. So it was a yeah. cool cool initiative. I didn't get a one, but um, that's great to hear. That's good to. That's I don't good think. To hear. I don't think that's true at all, Joe. I actually know of one yeah. you got. John, John, I, I'm sure got a handful. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna log in and check my Twitter mentions just to see, but <laughs> you know, and I didn't. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I did get a few. Uh, I appreciate it. One, I got one. I got one. That's cool, guys. No, it's 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 cool. Put into things. Uh, anyway, in the earth is a movie we watched. I couldn't couldn't begin to explain the plot to you, but a lot of a lot of trippiness going on, a lot of haze, a lot of funk, a lot of spores shooting out gases and juices and flowings and uh, all kinds of repercussions, uh, fluids, John, <laughs> all the words, dripping juices, wow. <laughs> um, moisture, a lot of moisture. <laughs> anyway, in honor of all those those fun things, I picked a beer from. Uh, the fine folks at Barn Town Brewing. Uh, they're all out of the way out in Des Moines, Iowa, John. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, 
but the beer I picked from there is their Neon Hazy IPA. Um, because there's some folks in here, I assume they don't specifically say, but I think they just straight up trip sack, John, as we used to call it in high school, <laughs> um, where you take some of the the mushrooms and, you know. No, they showed like, them making the mushroom milk. Well, yeah, but they, I don't, did they specifically say, like, these mushrooms are hallucinogenic? Like, I mean, that's no, what happens like, after. Let's get some regular mushrooms yeah. and eat yeah. those in milk. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> um, anywho. Neon Hazy, as you might guess, is a hazy IPA, which I've done a ton of, um, you know, kind of like the big trend over the last few years. I love them. Big fan. Very sort of smooth, drinkable, not like overpowering with the hops, but still has that that nice citrus flavor to it. Sometimes has a bit of a creamy mouthfeel, John, if that's uh, that's what you're sort of into. Um, not, you know, not unlike a, a mushroom laced uh, milk, milk beverage, if you if you will. Um Barntown, I the the wife and I and the kids had the pleasure of stopping at a few months back when we were on our RV trip, and I loved it. Just a great place. Um, we spent like hours there, um, so I can't recommend it enough if you can get out there. Um, and I believe we got a couple listeners like right around the corner. I want to say Jody, but I could be making that up. Um, but anyway, where's this place? Uh, Bar- uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Jody lives in Tennessee. Yeah, so right around the corner from Jody. <laughs> I'm not uh, great. I'm not great with my middle with my middle states. Jump. I'm not Just, good with uh, my middle states, but I don't think that's Disney. Yeah. Uh, barntownbrewing.com is their website and uh, definitely check them out if you get in the area. Oh, I don't think I said this one comes in at about 6.5% alcohol, so not super high, but you know, enough to to cure what ails you and uh, enough you, you have like three or four of these you can still hop in the old RV and uh, truck on down the highway. <laughs> So, uh, to Tennessee, maybe that is bad advice. That's bad yeah. advice for the get in your RV, head on back to Tennessee. Um, <laughs> like Go Jody back to where you actually week. live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for that, Joe. It is time. Let's take a quick break and discuss. In this is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. From the front time. It's in the earth, right? Yeah. Mm. It's one of those weeks where every time I say it, I, I hesitate for a second. Not totally sure. Debatable. John, look at your hair. You look like uh, you're on that show uh, Gladiators <laughs> from the 90s. Mm. American Gladiators? American Gladiators, yeah. Yeah. Like you look like your name is Laser and you're about to pelt me with tennis <laughs> balls shooting out of a bazooka. I mean, we could, <laughs> we could run that back if you want. I don't know. Yeah. Minus the muscles. Yeah. Like well, spitting yeah. Image. Whoa, Joe. Well, there's, Whoa. <laughs> there's shots for that. We can take care of that, I think. I've been called a trim American guy. <laughs> John's like when they need a fast one. <laughs> when they need a believe, distance uh, running American guy. Jesus build is the, uh, the term <laughs> we would use. <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually going to be my gladiator name was Jesus. And they thought it was a little on the line. Rip Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. I like him a <laughs> yeah. lot. Love it. Uh, John, this movie made me question words because it used a lot of them and I still didn't know what was going on. So this, I, I, we I, could have done a vocab test after this yeah, movie. I cannot wait to uh, see what you got here. So please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is mycorrhiza. Mycorrhiza. Mm, uh-huh. All right. They said this one a lot. I would challenge anyone to spell it. Uh, luckily the Google machine, when I typed in some letters, knew what I was going for and, uh, and it brought it to me. M-Y-C-O-R-R-H-I-Z-A. Mycorrhiza. 
yeah. think in college, but he got it cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> He's, well, I don't know. Kind of According to this movie, you might never be the same. So, um, so the mycorrhiza is, it's, it's a fung, it's, I think it can be any fungus, but it's fungus which grows in association with the roots of a plant. It's a sim, they're in a symbiotic relationship. Um, and what they kept referring to in this film was the mycorrhizal network, which is this concept that there are sort of like networks of fungi under the ground, in the earth, if you will, hmm. that um, allow or help plants communicate, you know, inter even interspecies. So like there, you know, there's been a bunch of research. This stuff's like all pretty new in terms of like, um, not super new, but in terms of like the science, you know, the trees can like communicate with each other through their root systems. And the mycorrhizal network is sort of the key enabler of that. Um, it comes to us, from the English myco, which means fungi, uh, and the Greek rhiza, which means root. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Fungus you... among us, John. Yeah. yeah. Incubus's first EP. Classic. You know, you oh, I, I'm very familiar. Yeah. Does Comcast own that too? <laughs> yeah. It's on Joe's phone now. He has 30 minutes to try to unlock it. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Eric, I was uh, watching your eyes while John was explaining those, and I don't think you blinked one time. <laughs> <laughs> I really like to pay attention when John's talking. It's, it's yeah. my thing. I appreciate it. Hey, John. John, what's this movie about? You tell you tell me what this movie's about. Oh, I, I'm, like, kind of surprised that you all were, like, well, you all, Eric and Joe especially, were, like, I didn't understand the plot. Like, it was not sort of like that oblique. Maybe it's to not me. that I don't it's, understand the plot so much that I don't understand the point. It's Fair. it is it's it's a slow movie. All right, so like let's get into it. So in the earth, this comes to us from Ben Wheatley, um, who podcast participants will remember from Kill List, hmm. which was his second film. I didn't, see, I didn't see that one, but people like that. He did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? <laughs> we so. did it, but I didn't uh, see it. I wasn't there. Really. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Kill List, I mean, I love that movie. It's a, that's a great movie. Um, and then Sightseers, which we also covered on the show. That was like, I think the movie he did after Kill List. Um, he's done a bunch of other stuff since that people are, may be familiar with. Um, there's a movie called High Rise. He did a movie uh, that was also about fungus uh, making people hallucinate, or at least like magic mushrooms at some level, called um, A Field in England. Um, so he's kind of been around. He's been doing horror weird stuff for a while um and this one i believe we have a review on the site from uh sundance i think this made its premiere sundance 2021 um and yeah uh so it's it is a pretty straightforward plot you have martin played by this guy joel fry uh martin is venturing into a dense forested area um, in England. I don't know. They, I'm sure they like referenced something that would help you figure out exactly where this was, but I wasn't picking up on it. Um, he's going to uh, sort of aid in the research that uh, one of his, I, I think she was originally like his mentor, but it's like a woman that he had worked with. They may or may not have had a relationship um, they were definitely communicating with one another via, via like the post. We should talk more about uh, that. Cause I have no idea what you're talking about with the relationship. I mean, 
these were things that like happened in the movie. That, like yes, if you were paying I attention, do, yeah. like yeah. you know, I remember they, these words being said. John, my I ability can't... to pay attention to this, I'm going to be just real with you. It waned as this movie went on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, um, but you know, the other thing that was at least interesting here, and it's, I would actually be curious. I didn't read about the production sort of like timeline, but um, this takes place during a pandemic. Like it's basically realistic to our world right now in that like, yeah. you know, he shows up, he's like being tested. I think even some of the research they were doing may have been tied to like the pandemic or something originally. Now what she was doing, who can say what, what we come to realize she's doing is like very different. Um, but yeah, so Martin basically has to go on this journey. He hooks up, uh, you know, he's joined by this woman named Alma, who's a ranger who is like stationed near this forest. But she's basically like, listen, this is a big ass forest. Like you're definitely going to get lost. So like, I need to escort you to this, um, this place. And so they set off and they go into this woods and like weird stuff's happening. Although it's like, there's no one around because of the pandemic. Um, they run into like an empty tent, but pretty quickly, like end of first act, they are effectively kidnapped by like a crazy dude living in a tent house. He, tortures them and like does a bunch of like weird art stuff with them. Um, if you look at the, the cover art for the film, like the, the poster, um, he's like taking these pictures where he's like putting whites on their eyes. I mean, it's all like crazy, um, weird art stuff. No, but the, like, I don't know. How else would you explain it? He was forces doing? them to reenact that scene from ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As tribute. Um, so yeah, I mean like there's just, that's fine. There's John. just like funky stuff happening. And then, Eventually, they have to escape from him and make it to the ultimate destination, which is exposition, which which then takes like its own crazy. Turns. So sure. Was that helpful, Eric? I don't know. Not really. Kaylin, what do you think about this movie? (laughs) This one, uh, this one didn't really land for me. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed because I feel like it's primed for me to really like it. I like movies that touch on like psychedelics and hallucinogens, like check, I'm there for that. There's folk magic in the woods. They mentioned the Malleus Maleficarum, the Hammer of Witches. I was like, oh, check, check. There is a, like <laughs> a chapter subplot. There's a pandemic subplot, but it's really in the background. But it just kind of, I don't know, it didn't really gel for me. And um, I felt really bad for Martin. He goes through it. Um, <laughs> if you are into feet and gore, this might be your thing. No, neither. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it was going in a lot of different directions. And I, I wish that it had taken one that I liked, but it just made me anxious and, and a little frustrated. And the only one that I really trusted was Alma. She was just trying so hard to get everyone safe and God bless her. But, yeah. She's yeah. the only one that mattered, right? Alma mattered. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just. Can you cut this mic? <laughs> 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 wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric, you want to pick somebody else? Or yeah, or just... Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said it like so, three times for the record. Oh, I, I didn't hear it. Yeah. Did anybody else? No, no, I oh. didn't hear me either, Joe. Um, z- despite my ribbing, I, I think I'm probably going to land a little closer to John on this one. Uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I do agree, Caitlin, I think you mentioned over the email that specifically when they, they kind of get kidnapped, 
there is a weird sort of tone to this, and I, I wasn't quite sure like what they were kind of going for because some of the you know Martin gets into like a little bit of a, a tortury situation, and it almost feels like it's being played for laughs, um, even to the point where, and I don't think like we're spoiling much because it you know uh, eventually they do escape and you know other things start happening, but like he still kind of goes through some like goofy mishaps, um, so. It was a little bit of a weird tone there, um, but then it settled down a bit again. Um, and I really enjoyed specifically when they kind of met the other, um, I guess, scientist, whatever we want to call her. I think Olivia, right? She was the um, the one that they, they bump into after. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Wendell. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, like, I really kind of enjoyed watching that unfold. Um, and then when we do kind of get to the point of like, you know, they start tripping for whatever reason i mean i think i'll agree with eric there i wasn't quite clear on like why a lot of the stuff was happening there but uh, i just kind of went for the ride um and you know at the end of the day I, I think i ended up enjoying this a good amount i think he thinks casey <laughs> i actually like this movie quite a bit too it is a weird pace it's slow it can be challenging but going into a ben wheatley movie i kind of figured that and i've become a fan over him of his movies from the ones we've watched through here over the years too and so i kind of knew what to expect and i got what i was expecting i would say i like the cast i like the pacing i was even down with the story for the most part though even though it was out there it kind of hits those cosmic horror a little bit lovecraftian a little bit folk horror like caitlin was talking about and whatnot hits those notes so that was nice um I didn't have a challenge with the pace. My only problem is with like the trippier scenes that you see in this movie early on in the movie, I was down with those and understood what was going on and what they were trying to convey. I would say that as much as I did enjoy this to the end, the ending kind of lost me more so because I just didn't understand. Same John. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that I understood everything that's going on in this movie. So it's not just know. like whatever. I, I have some like structural issues. It's I I really like this movie a lot. Um it's it's sort of like a horror sci-fi movie in a lot of ways, but as Caitlin, you know, sort of said, there's they tee up um this folk magic, folk horror, like spirit of the woods thing. And so, you know, really what you get to when they arrive at this sort of camp is this woman who, you know, may or may not have unlocked, you know, quote unquote, unlocked an ability to communicate with the mycorrhiza, which like she has kind of taken a step further to say she can like communicate with like the whole forest or even the whole earth. Like it's it goes to like some pretty extreme places, which I just like, like, that's like the kind of like, you know, stoner, you know, sci-fi horror shit that I'm like, you know, sign me up for. Um, it's, it is like, it's weirdly paced at times. It's like pretty grim. <laughs> like there's like some, like, like when they're, the foot torture stuff is like not a joke, but it Ooh. was, it was like handled in a darkly comic way. I mean, so the sequence, he keeps like saying he's going to chop off his toes and he's like, I got to line it up. I got to line it up. And then he like swings and he's like, yes. that was my practice. That was my practice. You know? And then he like, I don't know. It was very strange. It's weird um, because of how grim the movie is. Like those, those yeah. moments kind of come out of nowhere in a weird way. Yeah. But you know, it is, it's also, I think Wheatley who wrote and directed, you know, he knows 
like this is a stoner movie. Like at the end of the movie, there's a bunch of just like, you know, inner I don't even, what do you even call that? Where it's like, uh, you know, just a bunch of scenes of plants, like doing shit with like weird colors. I mean, uh, like it's why I call it. They bought some plugins for Adobe premiere and they really wanted to test them out. <laughs> oh yeah. But like, I don't think anyone's saying that was like hard to do, but like getting to that and like, as of like asking the viewer to like walk up to that point and not go like, pfft, you know, like get me the fuck out of here. That's what like I, I was with it and like, you know, wrote it through that. I mean, we can talk about the ending at some point. Like it's, um, I, I like the concepts that he's trying to play with here. It was probably like my biggest critique is like, you could have cut 10 minutes without a whole lot of damage to the movie. Um, but I also think this is the kind of movie that like a languorous pace is intentional. You could have cut all the stuff about the pandemic because it has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. You could have cut all that BS pandemic protocol stuff in the beginning. It has nothing to do with the movie. But it does kind of explain like why they were so isolated, right? Like kind of like you could have done that a million other ways. It's just very weird. They don't even really give you information about what it is because they talk about not being outside specifically and not just like not being around other people. Yeah. yeah, but the, with them giving you that information up front, they don't really need it. With the world we live in right now, they don't need to what give you I, that info. They say pandemic. Yeah. I think it's a personal they thing. Know what you're going through. It's a personal thing for me. If you're not going to make yeah. it the point that you're like you're saying something about it, keep. I've lived this. I don't need it in my movies unless you're trying to like say something about it. Because the 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 point the problem I have is that it majorly screws up to me the like plot structure because the first twenty minutes after once they get kidnapped it's like barely anything you saw in the first 20 minutes actually comes back to be relevant to the movie. So I've just spent all that time trying to orient myself and now it's a totally different movie. And then they don't get there's to, a couple, can I, can I just jump in? Cause there's actually like several really important plot points that get set up in the first like 10 minutes. He has ringworm, which in the end becomes like, well, it, it ultimately becomes like one of the most important parts of the, yeah, like I know. the finale. Um, he has the ringworm and I think the other thing around the pandemic and look like whether you want to see movies about pandemics or not, like there's going to be a lot like as, as Casey was saying, like we've all lived through well, it. All the people making movies, will been through it. so there's going to be like processing opinions. of that. But the, um, his, like his mental state is pretty important. And like that is teed up and as well as the relationship he has to this doctor, um, all in that first like 10, 20 minutes. Whether yeah. or not that's effective or I, work for you, like you know. I'll give this a compliment sandwich. I was that's what I was gonna. No, I, th- let's let's call this a compliment open face sandwich because I don't really have good things to end it with. But I I'll start it with a piece of bread. There are some like visually striking moments in this movie, and I, some some moments where I actually think there's some interesting stuff going visually. Sonically, let's say I very much enjoyed the score and the sound design in this movie. Um, I think that the script for this probably when you get up to the finale probably said something like quick cuts of plants. And to me, like, that's not enough. Like, I don't, I listen, I've watched movies with endings like this. It's a real fine needle to thread. And I don't think they really nail it. But the larger problem for me is that you, the pacing is like languid, I would call it. It's not really just, cause I can get into a slow burn if you're kind of drip feeding out enough, but they're going so mysterious in the beginning. And even the stuff they're giving you, it's like, they're just not, they needed a little more context for me anyway to like, feel invested. You don't get real context for this movie until almost an hour and five minutes into it. When they run into the professor, 
this poor actress, I feel so bad for her because her only job is to say really silly things really confidently that like, we don't know where she got this information from. She just says it like, and we're just supposed to sort of accept it for like, all she does is give exposition. That's all she, she does. She, Eric, she had the I, the iTunes visualizer setting. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just I like, believe that was Winamp John. I found it extremely <laughs> jarring to, to have like an hour or five minutes of like, extreme mystery in a story and then 20 straight minutes of her being like actually it's this actually that means this and this and this and then this and like it's very weird she had more than anyone else for sure yeah it's very <laughs> yeah. right and she doesn't show up until after an hour which is crazy um it's like somebody watched avatar and the happening and was like i got this i can do this better <laughs> <laughs> i texted caitlin at one point during this movie this person who wrote this 100 percent two things owns a salt lamp and eats chia seeds for breakfast. <laughs> um, I don't even like, know what a salt I, lamp is. No, that's because you're not a hippie, John, like a Himalayan salt lamp. It's a whole thing. That's you know, it just right cleanses here. your aura, John, you know, I thought those aren't safe. Are they? I thought they, I actually read like somewhere explode. that they're not industry. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Huh. There's Caitlin. And I do oh, eat. Caitlin, I, please be careful. Also, what are all those boxes? Those are my, she just uh, got a computer. Oh, interesting. All right. Anyway, I do eat cheesies, John. Listen, I recognize my own kind. As long I was as about to say, Eric, aren't you like half of that? <laughs> but this statement? is anyway. Yeah, you were also like loving. Well, I can't. Remember I just listen. I just didn't like the, like other I, getting high movie. I didn't like the screenplay because I felt like they're just so enamored with this idea of this like plant network, and yeah. they're like it's almost like navel gazy about it, and that that and they just keep coming back to it of like, and it's a lot of this actress's delivery, she's like, all of the plants and Gaia and the fungus and they communicate. And it's like, okay, but what's the movie part? Like I'm, I'm here for the movie. I showed up for the movie. Where is it? Um, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of pacing issues and I think they don't necessarily bring it together in the end. Um, man, it's been a while since I actually got like kind of agitated at the pacing of a movie. But I would say that's where I was with this one. I, you what do you, you rant about every movie that's over ninety minutes long? Like you're this made me kind of uh, yearn for Army of the Dead. If that makes you think anything, <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're being ridiculous. Now. I could tell you right now in like two sentences what Army of the Dead is. It would take yeah. a lot more for me to explain this movie to someone who hadn't seen it. I know. Well, the difference is like for me, that's like more of a compliment than a, yeah. Sometimes you know. it is, John, but not always. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like I actually agree. The most likely situation is Ben Wheatley read an article yeah, about that, the mycorrhizal network, yes, and was like, "Do you think I could make a horror movie where the bad guy is the forest?" And I mean, like again, like whether or not he succeeds a hundred percent, like. It but was, is the bad guy the forest, John, or is the bad guy just the like creepy dude? He's like the like Renfield for the forest that lives out and like pays a tribute. Well, look, like this is so there's like a lot of stuff that's put forward that is not explained or answered. So like this whole idea of like the the um, ringworm and like the um, the fungi that was like, a really good example of a thing that that character says really confidently and doesn't really back it up. The ringworm well, thing. She didn't need to. Though. She goes, she, it's she the ringworm. It's, it's really important. Yeah. And it's like, okay, can you give me some like science or is this just around? That's, that's the crazy fungus. Like they're yeah. all funguses. I am, blow, the, I am blown away. Thing. I'm blown. I think away. they're taking a leap of faith that most people know what ringworm is. Of and course, maybe I know what ringworm is. It's a really common thing, but now suddenly it's like the key to all this. 
I don't know. Well, it, it is set up like in the movie. The ring like, term is how the ringworm is how the network would reach out to humans to draw them to her. Okay, yeah. sure. Hmm. I didn't pick that up at all. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. It also really bugs me that like um, they, and I'm just probably maybe a budget thing, but they're telling me, um, oh, it's yeah, it's it's chemicals mixed with uh, uh, water vapor floating in the. I'm like, bro, you went to CVS and on at Halloween and bought a fog machine. I know that when I see it. Yeah, I can see the intern. I can see the motion cuts of plants shooting spores in the. I can see the intern off screen, like fanning the smoke into the. uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know what to do with this, Eric. You're so angry. I just don't like it. (laughs) No, sir. Don't like it. It's fine. What did you guys like about it? Keep going. Sorry, Caitlin. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I just I'm with Eric on on that in particular. They talk about the mist, like that fungal mist for. At least 20, 25 minutes, they send Alma out in a spacesuit and they have like a little lasso around her and try to wrangle her back in. It's just, it's very like, I don't know, that could have been five minutes or it could have been cut altogether and I would have been okay. I did yeah, like that. I, I love a good mist. I, I did like the weird, uh, I enjoyed the because weird. it starts to constrict. So it's yeah. like they have to do yeah. something. But they didn't have to spend as much time with Alma in the fog. Yeah. I'm completely, I'm with both sides. They could have done it. But that's what I mean by this movie. To show the effects. That's what I, I mean. I Those know. are the moments where this feels a little navel geezy to me. Because that's where they want to really get into their quick cutting with the like hallucinations and stuff, you know? What I really See, liked I was the tree person. Give me more tree person. That's what I wanted. Mm. That, that felt simple. So maybe that's just your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to me, like, I don't know. And John, you'll probably agree with me. Like, I didn't feel like any moments in this dragged. Like I, I thought they kind of oh. jumped right into the, not action, but like the meat of it within like 10 minutes, you kind of, yeah. he gets tested for everything and then it's just kind of go. You're totally like, right. So my issue is more that because they have not given me enough around understanding what I'm, what's going on in the beginning. I just wasn't really invested. I guess my mm. thing is you're I right. Mean, I mean, you're right a, though. The action does kick off fairly quick. To yeah. me, that, that's the, that's weird fiction to me that, uh, which I'm a fan of. And it's so maybe it's more of a familiarity with it or something like that. It's just when they're dragging along, it's to me, it turns more into what the hell's going to happen than what the hell's going on. I think I'm just trained to be like, when I see 20 straight minutes of exposition at an hour mark in the movie, my brain is just wired to be like, couldn't we have dispersed some of this in other ways from one character? Yeah. No, well, I, so the, the thing about that stuff is like, it's said earlier in the movie in like less direct ways, but I do agree with you that he felt like he needed to have her say it. Right. Exactly. Like it was, yeah. you know, it's 20 minutes is a lot. It didn't, it didn't feel like 20 minutes to me. I mean, it probably, there were several. Cause it sort of, but her. it sort of stops and then keeps and then like picks up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. There's several scenes of her sort of like explaining to them what she's discovered. But again, it's, it's all teed up by the fact that she's kind of like a crazy scientist who's been living in the woods with no human connection. She yeah, says she like, disappeared and went out of com- contact for three. Yeah. Months. Well, the first thing she says when they get there, she's like, you know, sorry, like I haven't spoken to another human in like however long, like three months or something. A so. lot of that stuff feels um, inspired by uh, annihilation too. Yeah. It does. Big annihilation vibes. But my thing is, I don't know. They could have cut the entire Zach plot. Like we could have had one crazy scientist instead of two crazy scientists. I don't know. It just felt He's, like those were sort of disparate. I know. I would have gone three crazy scientists if I'm if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, I mean, it it sets up this whole like duality of like 
art and science or whatever you want to call it, like mysticism and science, because right. that's her whole thing is she's like, he's gone crazy. He is trying to like communicate with the forest through art. And she thinks that's crazy. <laughs> she's using the like light machine and like the sounds and the microphones. And so it's like now the reveal is like she, she's they're like basically working together or like right. she's like come all the way over to his side. But I actually think that I don't know, like that was the stuff that I was like totally in for. I also think if you don't have Zach, he is the like threat for the entire yeah, you know yeah. third act yeah. of the film. You think that's is he's Zach the bad. is crazy forest man? Yeah, well it's yeah, her yeah. ex-husband. Got it. <laughs> right. But it also sits up the whole ringworm thing too. Yeah. 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 I like the sort of like thematic element of sort of like science versus mysticism and how those sort of like commune with psychedelics and hallucinogens and connecting to the universe. But I just like, for whatever reason, I was just like, I, I don't care. Like show this to me in a different way. <laughs> yeah. No, well, See, that's that, a, you know, if it didn't work like that's, uh, you know, but I, I didn't have a problem with her like whole diatribe in the middle of it either, because they'd set up that, she was she disappeared for three weeks and went out of communication. Nobody knew what was going on. He had a feeling that there was something wrong with her and wanted to check in on her. And by the time they got out there and she starts rambling, it's clear that she is not there doing what she was sent there to do. She has gone on to the crazy deep end and getting into it. So that just comes across as crazy scientists. This film is like five, five at any given moment, five seconds away from telling you that humans are the real disease. Like I guarantee he had that written down one time and he was like, you know what? This might be too on the nose and went, went like backspace. Well, yeah, but then he gets sued by M. Night. <laughs> well, yeah. at one point when she's talking about like you had ringworm, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, I did have ringworm. And, she's like, and then you had a thought and that thought just kept sitting in your head and wouldn't go away. And I was like, yeah, that's how thoughts work. Like that's <laughs> anxiety. Like that yeah. is a thought. I was just like, that well, doesn't mean anything to me. But that's so like the thing I liked about that is like, I agree with you. Like it's left. She's like gaslighting him basically about why he's there, how he got there. And like, you don't know if she's lying to him or if it's like, she could be right. Like the, that's at least like posited by the film, but like, it's, it's certainly not at the end of the movie. You don't come away going, Oh yeah. Like that's, that was all definitely like really happening. And you know, yeah, their, their emotional responses to everything that were happening were real as opposed to like medicated, I guess. Mm. Do you think there's going to be a prequel where we learn how he got ringworm? You think that'll be like the? He was at his uh, amateur wrestling match. Got if he got from the mat. Yeah. It, I, that took me. The ringworm is disgusting. Like I, I know it's common, but if you've had it, you're a disgusting human being. And like that, <laughs> I was just as soon as we found out he had ringworm, I was like, ugh, yeah. know, cut, cut all this guy's feet off. Well, he's not like a sympathetic character. I, That's no, the no, thing no, that no. I think makes not. this movie tough. I, I liked him, but Eric and I were talking. He's very like oafish, like, and they they yeah. don't know how to play him because they do play him for sort of like continuing to chop off further parts of his foot, and it's just like the tone there is very strange, and it's like he is the sort of like bumbling oaf dude who cut his foot yeah. and just keeps getting by the eat out of him. But it's like I also did kind of like. He's so dumb. He's like telling everybody what they're doing constantly. And it's like, he's almost looking at him like, dude, shut up. Like Zach doesn't need to know our plans. By the third yeah, well, time, I mean, he, by the third scene of him passing out, 
I was like, really? They, they, they didn't look back and were like, you know what? Maybe we only need two scenes of him passing out. <laughs> like, yeah. If you were to ask me what this movie about, I'd be like, a tall guy's in the woods and like he, he's got some kind of inner ear problem because he keeps falling over. <laughs> well, he said like even, I mean, I don't know how long into uh, like the three-day hike they are, but he's like, yeah, I didn't really work out. I lied about that. So like <laughs> automatically you're like, all right, well, this guy's not really taking this seriously. To like, be fair, he walks out the first day and she's smoking a cigarette as they're getting ready to hit the trail. <laughs> Yeah, but she's I mean, just a badass ranger. Yeah. Cool. So there's so many points in this movie where, in my notes, I was like, I would have been out when they said three day hike, when they said no GPS, when they had to camp. Yeah. When dude, he was yeah. like out of breath, I was like, oh, I would have been out. Could I get? So do you guys have like a hover round that also goes in the woods by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the soundtrack. Mushrooms, though. I like the soundtrack a lot, and I'm actually going to look up who it was after this. Well. So what's crazy, I mean, you talk about the sound design, like, because that's the other way to potentially read this film, is he was, like, had this idea about how he wanted to, like, be in the woods with just, like, strobe lights and, like, weird sounds. And he's like, what could I do to get weird sounds and strobe lights? Because those scenes were fucking crazy. Well, what's really interesting, too, is, and I think some of you guys do the same thing, for, I did this often in the before times, but for the last year, almost every movie I've watched, I've watched with these headphones, which are like pretty decent. So if it's a movie that's really leaning into the sound design, I'm really like getting that. Yeah. I didn't like the, the quick cuts though. And the flashing strobes, like I was watching on my computer. I had Hocus, my cat in my lap. And I was like, he's going to have a seizure. Like it's going to, yeah. <laughs> I could see it in his little glassy eyes that things were happening. It was stressful. I mean, the, there was the, at least, I, I, I don't have seizures, but there was even a couple, like twice in that movie, I had to look away from the screen. It's like, oh God. <laughs> I don't have, I mean, I don't listen. I don't have a problem with this kind of interpretation of like a hallucinatory experience. My issue is that from a creative, like, uh, I don't know, moment standpoint, it feels more like the lead up to like the real life moment that's going to happen after. Whereas it's yeah. really kind of the main dish here. Like, and they go mm-hmm. back to the well, like the thing we see in the finale, we have already seen all of those same shots in the previous. Um, and then they even just yeah. mix in other random shots of real stuff we saw. And it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be. Sounds like, like you want a sequel, Eric, is what <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing here. <laughs> well, I'd like to learn that more about this ringworm situation for starters. That was kind of my problem with the end because going through this movie and feel like I was keeping up and had a good idea what was going on. And then we see that big finale hallucinogenic trip that happens at the end. One part of me is like, eh, we've seen it. But at the same time, I don't know exactly how it fits into everything that's going on either. Fucking shrooms, man. You took a fucking shrooms. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was this? Again, so we've seen it twice what is this movie called? In the, the earth, earth, right? Yeah. In the earth. Yeah. Should have just well, taken Dr. some shrooms, Eric. You would have had a better time. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Kendall kind of has this like. Those are illegal, has, John. They have this like climactic experience. And then we just see Dr. Wendell sort of like, thank you. And then she just collapses. And I'm like, dude, you know what, what I wanted? Do you know what I wanted more than anything? Like they kind of pull back and it's morning. And the three of them just look like they're post trip. Like you don't see anything crazy going on. It's just the three of them post trip in the woods if this movie had told me that these were just friends who went on the woods and ate mushrooms and imagined the entire movie, I would have ran to the internet and been like, you guys have to go see the greatest movie ever made right now. <laughs> uh, like if somebody yeah, was just isn't like, isn't that the same as like wow. Alice ending up being Bobby's dream? The if somebody time. was just like, wow, that was weird. Anyway, you guys want to go get breakfast? 
I could have used the scene where they were like raiding the kitchen at this camp, like just eating like uh like Reese's peanut butter <laughs> cup, uh, like cereal. Oh man, that was a pretty quality uh, tent cabin that Zach had set up for himself. It had multiple rooms. Yeah, if he made that like from just like scout scavenged salvage stuff, like he had a dark room to develop photographs. <laughs> I, did, I, I did like the gag about how the the main dude couldn't set his tent up. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you're I mean, already I up. I, I mean, I can mm. figure it out. Like, yeah. I've watched you try to pitch a tent, John. It's, <laughs> I agree. You cannot. How many whiskeys has weird. he had? It was weird for me uh, watching this uh, Monday night coming off the weekend because we'd watched Cruella that come out on Disney Plus over the weekend. And Joel Fry, who plays Martin, was like a pretty big role in Cruella. And he was actually really good. So it's nice to see that dude's got some range. Oh yeah, I mean, like I'm the main. I'm this interested. is the main guy. Yeah. See, he was on Game of Thrones, and he played a real weenie kind of character on that movie in that show. Who was he on Game of Thrones? He's the guy that Joe. Joe, can you mute, please, for like the next thirty seconds? I don't want to hear. What <laughs> oh. He's the guy who Daenerys marries in the like Golden City or whatever that to try to like quell the uprising or whatever. So he yeah, plays yeah. a real like snivelly kind of character, and he's so good at it. I can't get it out of my head when I see him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know who you're talking about now. Okay. Is he the throne? Does he win the Game of Thrones? <laughs> he doesn't actually. <laughs> Is he the winner at the end? He actually gets burned alive by a dragon, Joe. Yeah. Oh, well, no reason to watch that show now. <laughs> it's been spoiled. At least I think he does. He does in the books. I get that mixed up. Oh, he was in Paddington, too, as the postman. By the way, John, you buried the lead on uh, what's his name who directed this because he is directing the forthcoming Meg 2. Based <gasps> oh. On the, yeah. Interesting. That's get it. amazing. I mean, that's like a big step up from it. Was it who did the first one? Wasn't it? Um, I think Jason Statham actually directed and, and wrote it as well. Shout out to uh, Clint Mansell, <laughs> yes. who did the score for this movie. <laughs> True. <laughs> Clint. Good old Clint. You've always been a bit of a Clintophile. I'm looking at I'm looking at the other stuff he's done here. It's nothing that I've. Oh, he. OK, that's not true. He did the. Uh, he did the soundtrack to Requiem for a Dream. And the fountain. Mm-hmm. So this guy has worked with uh, what's his there face? John. Yeah. Does he specialize on speakers mounted on forest trees? And he's done this some is... work on uh, Black Mirror as well. This is riveting. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I like people who score movies, Joe. <sighs> Tune in next week. Listen, Eric reads IMDb. It's the positive <laughs> thing I had to say about it. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I think we're good here, right? So it did turn out to be a compliment sandwich, John. There you go. There you go. Yeah, nice work. You know what I do recommend, John? Bo Burnham's Netflix special. It's incredible. I've, I've been hearing. I don't understand how anyone tolerates that guy. Like, I've watched like 10 minutes of it. I don't get it. Oh, I don't get the love. Freaking brilliant, dude. Right, you and I, I are different people, Joe. I think that's clear. No, I mean, I, I moved 900 miles away from Brooklyn to get away from that shit, but I guess. <laughs> uh, actually, Joe, I, you know, talking about mental awareness, health awareness month, there's, there's a lot in there about, you know, mental health and the value of one's work <laughs> in a pandemic society. It's interesting. I don't know. I haven't seen his new one. I just, I, there was, uh, on like HBO or Showtime or something, he had a special and I felt like 
it was on every day for about three months and just so this I think new there was one, like camera like uh like a, a projector a slide projector involved or something so he's like holed up basically in his apartment during the pandemic just looking like a slob and like battling depression and making songs about it basically it's it's pretty good yeah. it's pretty interesting all right maybe maybe that would be interesting I don't right. want to take away from the guy. Would you recommend In the Earth, though, Caitlin? No, I think I'm good. Jonathan? Yes. Joseph? Uh, I'm going to go yes also. Casey? Yes. It's a big old no for me. So that's a three to two. There you go. Mixed bag. Yeah. All right. We haven't had a real, like, like a straight divide in a while. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. It feels good. I'm going to add it to your uh, best of this, <laughs> Please though, don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. That's, that's okay. By the time we record next, Eric will decide that we all hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember no one liking that for the record. <laughs> all right, guys, it is time. Let's take a quick break. Um, actually, we're going to wait a second because I haven't loaded up a bumper for this week. Why don't you guys talk for a second? All right. Any other um, soundtrack credits from, uh, from Clinty? Yeah, it actually looks like he's basically done all the Aronofsky movies, which is pretty cool. Yeah. There, so you, there go. you go. I'm ready. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. And do some fan mail. The treat that's all trick. The nightmare that never ends. Help me! He came back to finish what they'll never forget. How do you kill what's not alive? Donald Pleasance. Jimmy Lee Curtis. The broadcast debut of Halloween 2. The night he came home. A debut network special presentation coming up next. Hey guys, this is Danielle Harris. You might know me from some of the Halloween movies, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Weekly reminder, John. I have new music out. It's on Bandcamp. Bandcamp Friday. Uh, this Friday. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. So every the first Friday of every month, Bandcamp waves basically their cut that they take from artists. So like if you purchased it the day this show comes out on Friday, then all I, all of your money would go to me and not Bandcamp. That's cool. I've been saving a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. Well, good. For this Friday. You can pay as much as you want, John. I know that's what you were waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little Uh, name your price button, Schnars. That's all I'm saying. Um, Yeah, anyway, you go to Bandcamp, search hi-fi, H-Y-F-Y. It is synthy music. Some of it's spooky. Um, I had a lot of BGH fans go in on it, send me messages. I really appreciate all the love that last week. So that was really cool. 
Is there a limited edition multicolor vinyl, Eric? Because no. Fun fact, vinyl. Joe. I, I know you didn't know this when you brought that up. There is a currently a crisis in the vinyl industry because vinyl has become so popular that the little like niche houses that we're still doing it cannot keep up with demand. And hmm. so right now, even like labels who are trying to do vinyl, it's a two-year waiting list. Wow. And a lot of the po- there's only like a handful of places on earth that still do it. So I would guess. I don't, I mean, it's a, it's a business opportunity is what it is, but. All know. right. Well, I'll pre-order mine with you and yeah. I'll, uh, so I'll a lot of like, a lot, no rush. a lot All of right. indie musicians now are actually turning back to both CDs and cassettes, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. CDs and cassettes. So I, I've actually priced out some cassettes cause I thought that'd be cool. Interesting. But yeah. Hi-fi. I didn't like cassettes when they were the only thing. To uh, to you know, John, yeah. there's there's a lot of nostalgia for it. And, uh, you know, I think people are getting back to the love of physical media. And, um, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. I, love, I just think about I'm, how many songs I listen to on, like, MC Hammer albums that, like, you know, why? Why were you listening <laughs> to this? Other than, like, you couldn't easily fast forward to the next song. Uh, see, it's cool. I love yeah. vinyl. Did you ever I'm have 8-track? Like, no, oh, yeah. no, I didn't. Yeah. My yeah, parents. Had, I, I had some eight track. It was an. Yeah, I didn't. It was even more. I didn't. My parents do. They have the star, the OG Star Wars soundtrack on eight track. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, I'm pretty in on vinyl. I just don't like how expensive it is. Here's what bugs me: is like I would love to get vinyl from like 80s and 90s records, but you ever go to like you got to find a legit vinyl shop because if you go to like a thrift store, it's only just trash from the 50s and 60s that no one will ever want. Yeah. You're gonna go to garage sales. Yeah. That's uh yeah. that's where the gold mine is. That's a good point. So yeah. Hi-fi on Bandcamp. Uh let's see, we got a message from John this week in um random marketers who email us things. Um yeah. info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Care dog best. That's mm-hmm. one word. Personalized dog harness, all sizes from XS to XL. Easy on off in just two seconds. Lifetime warranty. Click here. CareDogBest.online. There's another dot online. <laughs> like That's you from are Lula. giving them so much free advertising right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're gonna blow up. This Literally is from... dozens of people have heard this now. That <laughs> <we're> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're gonna see like some spike tomorrow or, yeah. or on Friday when yeah, this yeah. is released. This is from They'll Lula. Be like, what happened? The, this yeah. week's John hero in marketing is Lula, just so you know. All right, that's cool. Next up, uh, this is from a fellow named John. Caitlin, you're going to want to listen to this one. Hey, BGH crew, I know that some of you live in Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> it's just Caitlin for the record, John. Um, I own Bookbinder <laughs> Seafood and Steakhouse in Shaku Bottom. Shaco Bottom, does that make sense to you? Shaco Bottom. Uh, are you familiar with this place, Caitlin? Yeah, yeah. Bookbinders. Just listened to the Army of the Dead episode, terrible movie, and heard you guys talking about the best things you've ever eaten. One of the crew said they had a $60 steak in Vegas, and it tasted like one. BGH Richmond crew, you are invited as my guest to dinner at Bookbinders. You can enjoy that $60 steak or the $82 surf and turf or whatever your horror movie watching hearts desire. It's my way of giving back. Sorry, Patreon, but this is just easier for me. Uh, and guarantee more satisfying for you. Um, and then I have his email address here, which I'll forward you, Caitlin. 
And I have a cell phone number. Joe, you can text. I'll give you his cell, Joe, so you can text him. Yo, I'll drive down there. Leslie's family is all in Richmond. And next time we go down, I 100% will go to Bookbinders. Uh, okay, so now you want to come to Richmond when this guy's offering free steak, but not to see me. I mean, I mean Caitlin, it's, yeah. Caitlin yeah. It's, it's free steak. No, no, no. no. I mean, uh, I mean we John, are yeah. out there. We're going to stop and say hi. He says, uh, <laughs> just so you know, there's plenty of stuff on social media um, for me to verify who. Who I am. I hope you take me up in this offer. But regardless, I truly enjoy listening to you guys. So I'll forward that to everyone and you guys do that. What oh, you want. it's got a raw bar. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What's this guy's name? John? John. Yeah. yeah. Great name, too. Yeah. Uh, great name. Great city. John, fellow Richmonder. I love you, buddy. I'm, I'm super stoked. Caitlin, I'm very curious. Are you getting the cicadas? People have been talking about them. I don't know if it's that. <laughs> It yeah. is like Cicada Central here in Maryland, so I didn't know if like, you know. I don't like go outside that state. much, so I'm not sure. I would I love to know you. about Bookbinder's world-famous snapper <laughs> soup, which is apparently it's a thing. The grandpa shit. Isn't the snapper one of those fish you gotta look out for because people sell like other fish that are called that? It's not a whole thing. Is it a fish or maybe is it maybe a that's Maybe that's grouper. Jumbo Lumpkin. This place is fucking fancy. Crab cake, $38, John. I'm pretty sure a networking event at Bookbinders one time. It's it's a really nice place. I'm there. And oh, there we go, John. You're getting some free advertising right here, yeah. right now. <laughs> like, Check I gotta it out. try the snapper soup, John. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is that a full meal, Joe? What do you think? Oh no, that's that's a appetizer? that's an appetite yeah. or anytizer, as you might call it, because <laughs> you, you could make a meal out of it. It's true, Mendy's. <laughs> All right, um, great city. Next up. Caitlin and Kissimmee, um, can we please get a pick recreation from Schnars? So she sent a picture. I did not know any of this information. We pieced this together pre-show. Sebastian Stan, who for people who don't know, the original John Schnars lookalike. He, um, all the way back to before he was like, like Bucky, like we've been on the Sebastian Stan train for a long time, John. I can't. Yeah. What was the, there was a, there was some movie. Um, it was like, a real bad, uh, yeah, like paranormal. Yes, paranormal possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, anyway, so he is apparently playing Tommy Lee in a movie about Pam and Tommy Lee, which is like kind of amazing. Oh, um, God. And so she sent this picture. I actually put it in Slack and I put it in the chat here. I, John, like with the long hair, you got this. All you need is the fake tattoos. Well, I like you already I'm have in. like you, you already have the bird like physique. You're halfway there. I've said that Sebastian Sands people, all you got to do is reach out. Like, Somebody get a message to Sebastian Stan's agent, have him call or her. Do you need and, like, uh, you know. yeah, if he's ever going to play a character with like a dad bod, Schnars will just tap in. Yeah, what? Dude, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready. I'll race Sebastian Stan tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I think John's the least uh, guilty of all of us of having a you dad You just bod. have to wait for his break from the set of uh, American Gladiators, his I have more of a dad bod than Star does. <laughs> Who's the woman playing Pam? That's why I can't figure out. Okay, her name is Lily James. Is that right? Yeah, we were yeah. talking about this pre Yeah, and we, so she we, was Cinderella. We saw her in which one was it, guys? Pride and Prejudice and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. All right. And Downton Abbey. Yeah, she All plays right. a lot of like British high society ladies. Follow up question. 
Have you seen the patio at Bookbinders? It is gorgeous. <laughs> John, I hope you know John or Joe is booking like his vacation the second he gets oh, out there. I can't wait. Like next time, Joe is not know a- something's up because she's going to say, "Oh, we're going down to see my family in Richmond." And I'm going to be like, absolutely. That sounds great. Joe is not. <laughs> She's going to know something. Joe is not we're above planning an entire vacation. Joe will we plan have... an entire vacation for a single meal is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go from there to the Poe Museum. And, you know, they have Unhappy Hour. There's a band called the Embalmers that plays there. There's the Richmond Horror Club. John and I are going to set it up. Yeah, no, I want to do none of that, Caitlin. I just want to go to Bookbinders. <laughs> and I don't want to interact with anybody I, else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some fucking alt rock band trying to do spooky shit. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that I make that sound a lot around here, Caitlin. I'm um, last up tonight. We got a message from Alyssa. Alyssa runs the BGH book club. It's summertime and there's no better time to read a spooky book for June. The BGH book club will be reading the family plot by Sherry priest. While emptying out an old house for salvage, Dolly uncovers something else. I'm guessing it's spooky, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, we are on Reddit, our BGH Book Club, Twitter, at BGH Book Club, and the reading challenge can also be found on Storygraph. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure nerds do. Thank you, mm. Alyssa. There Alyssa you go. will also be on uh, an upcoming episode of Plug It Up, and she has got she was on with Adam, and then she'll be doing a solo episode on The Exorcist with me. So. Very nice. Ooh. Hey-o. Yeah, I, yeah. Should, I shouldn't say nerds you know i love i love my book i'm reading a book right now john first one in 2021 not to brag (sighs) no big deal take it easy buddy (laughs) no i'm reading actually joe joe i'm reading one of the books from one of the uh people who escaped the nexium cult oh interesting i would totally be down for that that's real good who which one she is the one that was in the New York Times story that had like the actual brand. Like she was right out in front when that story broke. Oh, there's a couple. She's it's in the document. She's in the documentary too. Got it. India or uh, no. the other woman? No, uh, Sarah. I think is her name. She's got brown. Yeah, name. Canadian. Maybe after uh, check out some of her um, Lifetime uh, or Hallmark movies. Oh, that's right, because she's an actress. That's right. So she, yeah. her, and her husband also have a podcast they do that I've been listening to. That's really good. It's called A Little Bit Culty, and it's it covers like all different areas of like organizations that sort of like cross over into this cult territory. Like they have an episode What's on a, MLMs. Her husband has an interesting like, name, right? It's like Chipper, his, like Nippy. Nippy. That's yeah, it's it. like yeah. his nickname. It has something to do with his middle name. There's mm. lots of people named Chip, I think. Nippy. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so. so there you go. Anyway, that's the recommend for me, John. You know I can't read a book without telling people about it because I, I do so, well, so little. Yeah, I mean, can, <laughs> there's only, there's I'm only like four or five you got to I can mention, do things. So. <laughs> uh, Joe, that's it on uh, email. What do we got on Twitter? Uh, we are on Twitter at BG Horror. We use the hashtag AskBGH. You want to send in a question or comment or whatever? Uh, first up from our buddy Skizbot, Army of the Dead Zombie Tiger versus Annihilation Zombie Bear. Who wins? Zombie Ooh, Bear. That zombie bear. Hands down. Because yeah. it screams that, like a human and that's terrifying. Well, the zombie bear, I feel like it was like three times larger than that tiger yeah. too. But like it opens its mouth and it uses the voice of the person that it had just killed. But it sounds like it's like tortured. It's real messed up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, combined, that's like nine hours of movie. So I think we all lose. <laughs> uh, 
right, C.O.W. Flanagan. Uh, oh, he changed his uh, little picture there, icon. Uh, it, it looks like a man eating a hoagie. He's the hoagie lover, John. Um, on a quote-unquote date, I don't know why that's in quotes, a person of the night told me my, oh, I see, uh, my <laughs> dork looked like half an otter pop. I asked what flavor, and they said vomit. What's the nicest thing anyone has said to you about your appearance? Oh, my God, dude. Jesus. What's an otter pop? It's, a, an, otter it's pop? an ice cream confection. <laughs> No, no, no. The Otter Pops are like those freezy treats. They're, yeah, the, they're like um, the, the two bar things. Yes. Yeah. Hey. No, no, no. Not the two bar. The ones that come in like it's the like little one. plastic uh, sleeves, almost the tall. <laughs> freeze pop? Yeah, yeah. Like a freeze oh, pop. Freeze pop. Otter pop. So I didn't know. Like, it's a freeze pop. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've learned yeah. there's a lot of uh, regional variations of what you call that. Yeah, that's I would not have. I don't think we ever call them that, but um, I think it's a brand name. I feel like Otter I mean, Pop is a West Coast thing. I had a creeper once tell me I look like Sebastian Stan. Like <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think any of us should answer this question. Not um, we can't stop it. Yeah. Uh, next up from my number one fan, Rene uh, Deus Ex Manity. Uh, if you were going to hallucinate wildly in the forest... Um, and you can't take any, oh, I'm sorry. If you were going to hallucinate wildly in the forest and you could take anyone with you, who would you choose? A sober person. Yeah. If only two people, you my wife. if there's right. only two people, you probably want the other one to be sober. Nah, man. I, w- I would take his name. Yeah. Alma. Yeah. Alma. Must- Oh, no, I want the dude with the machete. He seemed cool. I don't think you have to pick someone from this movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Those are the only people I can think about right now. <laughs> the wife and I, we have a great time when we get super high together. So I just feel like that would be a lot of fun in the woods, too. Just yeah. tripping balls. I mean, I guess what kind of tripping, right? Like, are we just talking like mushrooms or are we talking like full on fucking like peyote or something? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, that's it for uh, for Twitter. We're over on the Insta tweets too. Uh, Instagram, bloody good horror. Uh, every Tuesday we post up. Yesterday I almost forgot. I think Caitlin, you reminded me. Um, so it didn't get out till late at night. But we got a we got a gaggle here. Uh, first up though, from uh, from our friend, refuses to use the form. By the way, other people do not use the form, and uh, oh. there's only one that I'll I'll <laughs> actually read. The rest of you, I fucking hate. Like, it just it drives me insane. <laughs> she claimed the title uh, first. Yeah, exactly. I think because I think this one is on purpose, right? Just to, yeah, to agitate me. The other ones, I just feel like are being lazy. So, you know, you're you might as well have ringworm in my eyes. Um, <laughs> Joe, what uh, pubescent horror do you want to come discuss on Plug It Up? I want to see Joe Charnu's energy on a podcast about boners and periods. Please give me this. Um, Was that? I don't know. I thought about this, Caitlin. Like, I don't know what movie. I'm not good at like thinking of like, oh, that would be a great one. Um, So you know, whenever, whenever it comes to you, you just, you just let me know. I've got a list of about eighty movies so far, so I'll send it to you. Oh, awesome! Yeah, absolutely. Send me that, and I'll, uh, I'll tell you none of these are working for me, and then uh, (laughs) go from there. (laughs) Make him watch Ginger Snaps again. 
<laughs> Fuck that. I will never watch that movie again. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. The over on the our usuals. What's the point of factory work? I don't even know what that means. Like what? To make like, things? To make the shit that you like to buy on <laughs> like, I feel like that's a reference to something that I'm just not understanding. Um, what did you answer when you were on Instagram? I actually, this one just came in uh, because I didn't post this up until late last night, so I haven't answered Joe, we yet. should say, um, you didn't send out your weekly Patreon email and there was mass chaos on Slack. You know what? My, uh, my office was nice enough to give us Tuesday off too after the long weekend. We actually had Friday through Tuesday off. So like what? I was just completely off. Yeah, today was my first day back at work in, in almost a week. Same. So That's amazing. Yeah. Everything was a disaster. Um, are there any other countries, uh, horror movies you constantly enjoy? I'd say Ireland and New Zealand. I do really love Irish horror movies. There's something just like fun and I, I like the setting. It's very like, uh, comforting to me for some reason. It's where my people yeah. are from, yeah. Joe. The New, Canada, New Zealand. All great. Yeah. I'd say Canada makes me, uh, like just feel fine. Like it's not I'm like, Oh, this could be for Canada. me with the Irish films. I feel like there's always a, like a very specific dry sense of humor that I very much relate to. And also like, there's like a heart to them. It's always the kind of, there's always this small town kind of heart vibe to it. Is, is the yeah. question about movies set or is it about, they have to be from there? Mm-mm. I think I, I would I guess from, from, there. from there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Japanese stuff is always, crazy yeah. we haven't seen one in a while actually but i feel like korean horror has really picked yeah. up there's a yeah. korean zombie period drama not period drama like i do but period drama as in a different time yeah we uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh but it's called kingdom and it was really good and uh we also got hashtag alive uh i think that was a, a k horror too so there's yeah, yeah. training zombie- was like a show right it's really good is that right yeah Australia has always got some few gems that pops out that entertain me. Is Train to Train to Busan is Korean, right? Korean, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so they just did that on the last drive-in. I'm like, it's, I'm not a massive fan of it, but you know what I did catch that same night was a good chunk of the prequel, like anime. The it animated is, prequel is really good, dude. It's so creepy. It's really cool. Like, I actually think I like it more than the movie in some ways. It's, I mean, it's as gutting as Train to Busan is. It's, yeah. but it, yeah, really good. It like tells the story of everything leading up to like right where the movie starts, basically. I was reminded uh, while watching Joe Bob of how much, I don't know, like you say gutted. That kid is so annoying. And like the, <laughs> the, the, the father does not love her. Like I feel nothing at the end. Like I, you went I really sh- against that kid. I get choked up over like a gum commercial if there's like a father daughter, but that movie I'm just like nah, fuck it. <laughs> Joe was like, "This kid sucks at singing. I hope she dies." <laughs> yeah, well, no, the father would have tried to live, like would have fought harder if his kid didn't suck so much. <laughs> uh, all right, next up, favorite movie with Rudger Howard. Ooh, Surviving this. the game. <laughs> Done. I went with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's yeah, real. I, I mean, he, look. he's real good in like everything he's in. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say, yeah. isn't he in Alien or is it Aliens? No, he's in one of. He those. is in neither of those movies. I don't think. No, oh, Blade Runner. I guess. What yeah. What was that one where he was blind and had a samurai sword? What? No idea. <laughs> no, dude. After the vampires. <laughs> you no. made that movie up, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> uh, why was this so late? I mean, I I already explained my. 
my situation. Uh, who are you going to call? I don't know. Rucker Hauer, maybe? Yeah. I think he's, he died, right? Is he dead? Did he? I think so. Oh, no. no. That's a, that's he a died shame. 2019. Yeah. Did he? What? You think I'm just making shit up? I'm, lo- I'm yeah. reading the Wikipedia or the. Uh, you know, to be uh, fair, I have done that like number of times. By the oh, way, I mean, I've gotten wrong, but. The Rucker Hauer Blind Swordman movie is Blind Fury. Huh. Gone but not forgotten. Uh, how was your Memorial Day weekend? Did you make great memories? Not really. It rained, talk- it rained all weekend in the Northeast. Yeah. And then I got a cold at the end of it. So that was cool. Oh. Um, we had friends come visit from New York. Just a, a couple. And um, I drank more in three days than I drank in... A while. Oh, did you like blackout, John? I was I was going to the John Happy place a couple times. You know, I like just, it. <laughs> yeah. What's Sue's do like when this is going down? Like, what is she like annoyed with it, or is she yeah. like all for it? Oh well, I mean, you guys, I'm not like a, I'm not like raging or like, you know, I'm just kind of like. Did goofy, you like, or did you not go on. mute and get to that state where you all you can do is giggle? Yeah, yeah, it was it was mostly <laughs> like that direction, you know. Just John just goes, he goes. <laughs> he becomes silent Bob all of a sudden. Yeah. Were you pulling mystery cigarettes out of nowhere? No, no. Uh, but then you weren't too bad off yet. Uh, here's a good one. What's wrong with me? How can I be fixed? Mental health awareness month. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. Sorry. You would have gotten us last week. We could have helped you. Uh, favorite fast food entree. Oh, spicy potato soft taco from Taco Bell. A thousand percent. Extra Uh, chipotle sauce. I'm also going Taco Bell. I'm going to say a Baja Gordita, Mm. which I don't even know. I haven't been to a Taco Bell in a decade. I got to go check this out. What? Yeah, I I mean, like I'm saying, I've been missing out. I think I'm going to go sausage McMuffin with egg. Like, Mm. Uh, yeah, McDonald's breakfast is pretty sound. I would go White Castle, White Castle cheeseburger. Like there are a few things in the world as beautiful as that. You guys remember that they, horror hound in like 2008 or nine when I had White Castles for the first time and just, yep. it was just like, there's a picture of me somewhere with just this look of bliss on my face. In the back seat of my car. <laughs> and I started oh buy. I liked it so good. I started buying them from the frozen section. The frozen ones are not terrible. They're not. You uh, just gotta, yeah. you gotta heat them up. There's a whole like, uh, there's a whole strategy to heating them up so you don't dry the buns out. Yeah, I would say though to my answer to the question, Joe's the only one that probably has one around. He could check it out, but Portillo's, which oh. is known for its Italian beef and uh, Italian sausage, actually has really damn good uh, cheeseburgers too. Yeah. Oh my god, their burgers are amazing. They They're are so good. Yeah. Portillo's partially responsible for the thirty pounds I gained in like the first six months <laughs> we moved here. Like it is. Yeah. There are not many things that I think uh, the Midwest has superior uh, to the East Coast in food, but Portillo's, <laughs> they fuck you up. It is delicious. We have one literally like five minutes from my house. Like oh, I nice. could walk there. It's yeah, it's it's not great. Portillo's, uh, you can get a milkshake with a piece of chocolate cake. In. A slice of chocolate cake in the, the milkshake. It's unreal. <laughs> And then you could like you could get everything. You could get ribs. You could get pasta. You could get <laughs> fish. Everything. Oh, it's so good. Uh, 
All right. Did you forget? Yes, I did. Uh, thank you, Caitlin, for for reminding me. Uh, last but not least, any plans for future meetups? Might I suggest Salem because I am lazy and live here. Um, I think we're uh, yeah next year. Atlanta, I think, is the plan right now. So yeah, the problem with Salem is it's pretty much as expensive as everything in Boston is. So it's hefty. Yeah, it's a problem. Well, my new best friend John and I are going to plan a sweet Richmond one and Joe. I know we might be lining up Richmond for after. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't get to go to your fucking horror rockabilly club. Or <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Cemetery with us and eat at Cuba Cuba, which is my other favorite restaurant in Richmond. Well, can I just go to this delicious restaurant, enjoy my meal there? We're going to put your photo on the wall and you're going <laughs> to. I don't think John's gonna do that. I think John's gonna. Me and John, we're gonna. Allegiance is to you. We are both from Richmond. <laughs> John. John, right in info at bloody Gore. <laughs> John, I got the BGH credit card. All right. <laughs> he thinks he does. Uh, that's it. Sweet. Thank you for that, Joe. Uh, I think we're taking next week off some scheduling stuff going on and then we'll be back and I think reviewing a conjuring John is that right we got a conjuring coming the devil made me do it I believe is the uh, I tried the court drama oh good that's what I was missing out of the conjuring series I tried rewatching the original one as like a background noise recently and got like 10 minutes in I was like nope can't do it really (laughs) I loved the original Yeah, yeah but I just 2021 I don't the second one I did not care for. Like, yeah. To the point where I thought it was unwatchable, but they all blend together for me. Yeah. Yep. When are we gonna get a new paranormal activity? That's what I want. Uh, they're working on. I'm ready to go back to it. I'm good with the with the Wannaverse at this point. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we're gonna do. And uh, then we got a bunch of summer releases coming down the pike here. We're gonna we might be back in a theater soon. Casey, July you can go, right? Actually, mine just opened up this week. Nice. Like, I'm over the weekend. So we're, we're getting closer there. Yeah. Might be happening soon. All right, guys. That's going to do it for In the Earth. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.